0: The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD.
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in today. Whether you are listening live on the radio or catching the podcast in all those great podcast places, thank you. Today, we are going to make a shopping list for your brain health. And we're going to hear from a mom, an author, who created Channing O'Banning. The little girl in your life could soon be wearing a pencil in her ponytail and connecting with her inner artist. Lots of copies to share with you, too. Plus, Fran Capo will make us smile, literally. First, let's go shopping. Brant Courtwright, Ph.D., has done the research into what foods are good for our brains. Ready? Turmeric. Blueberries green tea, pop some DHA without the mercury, and olive oil, yeah, but just don't heat it up. Brent Courtright wrote the Neurogenesis Diet and Lifestyle book, and he comes with good news for health and happiness listeners, and that is that their brain
2: can operate at a much higher level than it's operating now. You know, they used to think that our brains stopped growing new brain cells when we were in our early 20s. And after that, it was just one slow slide into decrepitude. And then they discovered, maybe 16, 17 years ago, that actually we make new brain cells throughout our entire life. There's a slowdown in middle age, and there's another slowdown in old age. But it turns out that the rate of neurogenesis meaning the rate at which your brain makes new brain cells is incredibly important for the quality of our lives. Low rates of neurogenesis, low rates at which your brain makes new brain cells are associated with cognitive decline, with memory problems, with stress, anxiety, and depression, as well as lowered immunity. And high rates of neurogenesis, high rates at which your brain makes new brain cells are associated with the opposite with cognitive enhancement with rapid learning with robust emotional resilience protection from stress depression anxiety and heightened immunity there have been lots of experiments to show there are different ways of increasing the rate of neurogenesis and most people can increase it by five times wow with dramatic increases in the quality of their lives
1: first off i have to say to all the people who feel like their brain cells are not reproducing as quickly as they'd like them to. Stop telling me how terrible your memory is. Do you meet these people, Brent?
2: All the time.
1: They have constantly. to stop telling me, oh, I can't remember, oh, my God, my memory, my memory. I can't imagine that helps any.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hear it all the time from younger and younger people, too. People who are taking statins, statins people. I mean, a quarter of the population's on statins these days.
1: Statins are?
2: Medication to help lower your cholesterol level.
1: Does that affect your neurogenesis at all?
2: It affects your memory, and it looks like it also affects your rate of neurogenesis as well. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, let me tell you what I'm taking. I'm not taking statins. Okay. I'm taking uh, MCT oil,
2: Fantastic. That's one of the best fuels for your brain that you can get.
1: And that's what everybody should be on. So you have a four-step approach, and this book is called The Neurogenesis Diet and Lifestyle. So what should we do first off with our diet to help our brain cells?
2: Body, heart, mind, spirit. It's this holistic way of enhancing the entire brain rather than just one part of it. And diet is a big part of that. There's a lot that we are eating that is actually neurotoxic fried food, for example. When you eat fried food, or you eat oxidized fats, that has an inflammatory effect in your whole system. And inflammation just chews up the inside of your blood vessels, slows down your rate of neurogenesis. They did this one experiment where they looked at people who ate fish one to three times a week. And they found out that they had 16% more gray matter, more brain cells, um, the advanced parts of the brain, unless they ate fried fish, in which case then there was no difference between them and normal.
1: So what is oxidized fats? What does that look like?
2: Um, Those are rancid fats or fats that have oxidized. And they oxidize...
1: Why would I eat that? (laughs) I don't Um, know anybody who wants to eat that.
2: We don't know that we're eating it. Oh. Um, It's just part of the diet. So cooking in vegetable oil, you're gonna get a lot of oxidized fats. You wanna cook in something like coconut oil or ghee or butter or lard, saturated fats that won't oxidize. Okay. But just about everybody's been sold on this idea that you should be cooking with vegetable oils and it's the worst thing you can do for your brain. All
1: right, so don't use vegetable oils, but what about olive oil? Is olive a vegetable?
2: Olive oil is good for if you're cooking at low heat. But even that oxidizes. Better to eat olive oil on a salad or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. Not to heat the olive oil. So
2: I should use Coconut oil, ghee, butter, or lard.
1: Can you believe it's okay to eat lard?
2: <laughs> it's now a health food. That's right. That saturated fats are not bad. It's oxidized saturated fats or oxidized any kind of fat. And that it are gets bad.
1: oxidized when we put it at a high temperature.
2: That's right. Okay. That's right.
1: So we're going to use butter, ghee, or lard to cook in to help our brain.
2: That's, that's right. And we want a lot of good, healthy fats. Avocado oil, nuts, fats from grass-fed beef or from pastured eggs, or fish oil. You know, one of the best things we can do for our brain is omega-3 fatty acids. Two-thirds of the brain is actually made out of fat. And of that, one-third of it is DHA which is uh, an omega-3 fatty acid. So we wanna get lots of good DHA. So an omega-3 supplement that has a high DHA content to it and which is molecularly distilled so it doesn't have mercury in it which is a potent neurotoxin.
1: So how do I know that the DHA that I buy in a pill form has no mercury?
2: You looked on the label and it says molecularly distilled and if it doesn't say molecularly distilled it probably has some mercury byproducts
1: in it. Molecularly distilled DHA.
2: So there's like 30 or 40 different nutrients that we can take that are in the book. Blueberries is one of them. Turmeric is one of them. Green tea. And hesperidin is really important.
1: I've never heard of that. What is
2: that? Hesperidin is a bioflavonoid that's in citrus fruits. And what it does is it prevents the new brain cells that have just been produced from dying off. So some things that we eat, like for example omega-3 fatty acids or certain kinds of exercise such as running or aerobic exercise, greatly increase our rate of neurogenesis. But about half of those die off pretty quickly. They're pruned by the brain. But something like hesperidin increases their longevity so that just about none of them die off. And we get just about 100% of those new brain cells that go on to live and make our lives better.
1: So I should take a long run and then eat an orange?
2: There you go. That's okay. Right.
1: <laughs> all right. So so diet is one part of it, and then you go on to say there are three other things we can do for our brain. Explain.
2: Again, so this is a body, heart, mind, spirit, a holistic approach. And all of these things work together. So for example, on the emotional level, one of the things that's terribly destructive to the brain is chronic stress. Chronic stress slows our rate of neurogenesis to a crawl. And over time, it can easily lead to depression as well. So what we wanna do is we wanna have moderate stress or short term stress, but not chronic stress. And that's what most people have in their lives chronic stress that just goes on and on and on, where they never unplug from the internet, from work, from anything. We need downtime. Yeah. We need time to reestablish our homeostatic balance. Mm-hmm. So we need relief from stress. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that loving, supportive relationships also seem to increase the rate of neurogenesis. There's also mental stimulation. And there's actually spiritual stimulation as well. It turns out different kinds of meditation, two in particular, seem to increase our rate of neurogenesis.
1: And what kind so, of meditation are we talking about?
2: Mindfulness practices, which is coming into the here and now and paying attention to what is arising in the moment. And the other kind are devotional practices, devotional prayer, compassion practices, heart opening practices. These also seem to have a profound influence on the brain. You know, when they first started studying meditation with neuroimaging, they didn't expect much to happen because it looks like nothing's going on, your person's just sitting there. But it turns out these are incredibly dynamic states. A lot is going on in the brain.
1: Beautiful. So the neurogenesisdiet.com is where we can go for more information. And what else do our listeners need to know? What's one thing they could do today to get on to a healthier and more lively brain?
2: Make sure you get enough sleep. Sleep has been hugely underestimated as a health factor. And when we don't get enough sleep, it also really slows down our rate of neurogenesis. Getting a good night's sleep is one of the best things you can do for your brain.
1: Get good sleep. Relax purposefully, meditate, exercise. And as Mrs. Barano used to say to her students at Childside in Putnam Valley, give your brain a kiss, it will thank you. Channing O'Banning, meet the delightful mom behind the successful children's books and hear a tale of an heiress, Millicent Rogers, and a movie star, and how people heal in Taos. That's coming up.
0: This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration.
2: Have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable? For more than 100 years, St. Christopher's Inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope. Located in Garrison, New York, St. Christopher's Inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race, religion, or ability to pay. If you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction, call us at 800 424 0027 or visit our website website at Inn.org.
1: How does an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian, and with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley, and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening here.
3: Today, bullies aren't just in the hallways at school or on the playground. Now, cyberbullies can taunt your child with texts, posts, and videos any time of day through mobile devices and computers. If your child is being bullied, they may feel helpless, have difficulty sleeping, skip school, or even run away from home. Talk to your child about what they are going through and let them know they are not alone. For help, call the National Runaway Switchboard at 1-800-RUNAWAY, or visit 1-800-RUNAWAY.ORG.
4: Hi, this is Fran Capo, adventurer, comedian, and author of Hopeville, The City of Light, The 44 Secrets to Happiness. Here's one of those secrets. Smile. You ever notice how hard it is to be angry or sad if you're smiling? I say institute the 10-foot rule. If you're within 10 feet of someone, look them in the eyes and smile. It costs nothing to you or the recipient, and that simple gesture can really cheer up someone and elevate their mood look there are approximately 43 muscles in the face according to snopes.com it takes 22 muscles to smile and 37 muscles to frown so if you smile you're conserving energy it's a win-win for all scientists have even found that if you smile you're more likely to be hired for a job and more trusted once in the job so the next time you're in a crowded city or hallway at work or even stuck in traffic just smile hey I'm a New Yorker and if I could do it so can you Plus, if you're really good at it, it'll make people wonder what you're up to. I'm Capo, the world's fastest talking woman. And if I could stop talking to smile, so can you. Find out more at francapo.com.
1: Hi, it's Casey, smiling at you for tuning in today. So I met a lovely lady who filled a box with stories she wrote for her daughters when they were little. The box ended up up in the attic. Then this art teacher mom ended up in a car accident and a new path needed to be found. Her husband got that box of stories. The now author is Angela Spady. She's got a great side gig too. So we're going to tour a museum in Taos before we get on that miraculous path that leads to the rebirth of Channing O'Banning and author Angela Spady. Angela, first question... What part of the Bronx are you from?
3: Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's so funny because when I'm I work as a docent at uh, one of the museums here in Taos and people will immediately you know where are you from and I'm like Boston and they <laughs> look at me like <laughs> just to just to mess with them a little bit you know so I'm from Kentucky oh, just okay. uh, a few hours east of Lexington so I uh, grew up in Kentucky but when the kids flew the nest my husband and I did too and we came to New Mexico
1: Oh, beautiful.
3: It's gorgeous. You're a docent for what museum? The Millicent Rogers Museum. And uh, she was a, uh, her grandfather was actually the partner of John D. Rockefeller and Standard Oil. Oh. So she was like an heiress to this huge fortune, had homes all over the world, married several times, I'll put it in a nutshell, um, d- dated Clark Gable. And when he broke up with her, she fell apart. And um, her best friend lived in Santa Fe. This was in the tw- late 20s, early 1930s, and told her to, you know, come to Santa Fe and hang out and heal her broken heart. She came north to Taos and, and said, why did no one tell me a place like this existed? Wow. And she never left. Wow. So if, yeah.
1: so if you need to heal a broken heart, especially, there you go. go right to Taos.
3: We've got you covered.
1: They got you covered. it must <laughs> it, it must heal the soul. that's beautiful
3: it It's really cool. I mean, it did ours as well. They call it you know the enchanted land of enchantment here and it that's what happened to us. We just uh, I'd been an art teacher for many years and you know as part of my story I was hit by a tractor trailer rig, a semi truck about five years ago and it, it did everything for me. It changed my whole world. And so uh, we found when we visited here though, my pain level went down, my patches, I didn't have to use on my arm because there's no humidity here, unlike oh, Kentucky. And wow. so my husband was like, you know what, Angie, if that's what it takes, we'll go out there. I'll find a job. Two weeks after that, the company he works for just acquired the ER contract at this hospital in New Mexico.
1: Unbelievable. And
3: Seriously. And he said they said, Doc, would you consider, you know, ever moving? I know this is crazy, but we acquired a you know, it's a little town, but I don't know if you'd be interested. He said, Where is it? And they said, Taos, New Mexico And he just about fell out of his chair. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, that's when you
3: just say, Thank you God for
1: answering. That's exactly
3: That's what we did, and we said, you know, we are supposed to go. Well, we put our house for sale, had no clue if we could sell it in eastern Kentucky because it's in the middle of cold country and the economy is almost non-existent, and my husband's an ER physician. I was an art teacher, and a guy shows up on our door about five days before we were going to take it off the market, not one single person had called about our house, and he was an ER doctor from Dallas, and his wife was an art teacher. (laughs)
1: Oh, come on. I'm not kidding. You know what I think, Angela Spady? (laughs) You've got a lot more books in you.
3: Well, that's what my pastor says. He says, girl, you got a mission, and it's to go to Taos, and then you let God take it from there. Wow. And so that's what we did. So the day my daughter pulled out of the driveway and went to college, she's at William & Mary in Virginia, we pulled out in the U-Haul and came to New Mexico.
1: What a story. It could be a movie. And I wish, I wish you that and much more. So, <laughs> so your health is good now after this terrible accident.
3: My health is better. Uh, you know, I don't have perfect days. There's days I can't write, but there's days I'm thankful that I can use both my arms. I've lost function of my right arm for quite a while and had a spinal cord stimulator and uh, actually really ready to just jump off the deep end i just couldn't cope with not working i'd always worked since you know since i was 16 and uh, i had written stories about channing when she was a little girl just to read to her at night because she was an art kid couldn't find books about art kids chapter books so i thought "Well, i'll just make up stories well i put them in the attic in a box totally never thought about publishing them, you know or sending them to an editor they were stories for my girls And so when I'm sick and my pain counselor calls my husband in and says, you know, this girl has wrapped everything she is around working in pharmaceuticals or being a teacher. Is there anything else she did? And he was like, well, I know she used to write, you know, make up stories for her daughters. She finds them all (laughs) seriously and says, get up off the couch. Wow. You know, I'm sick of you feeling sorry for yourself. You've laid here on this sofa for six months being low as me. I can't take it. And you've got a story to tell. There's other kids like Channing that are art kids. He said, why don't you work on these? And that was five years ago. It's crazy.
1: And now Channing O'Banning and the Rainforest Rescue and Channing O'Banning and the Turquoise Trail are available in stores nationwide. So is Channing your daughter's name
3: as well? It is. Her real name is Channing, and I visit schools all over the country, and it's so funny to see the kids' faces when they find out Channing O'Banning is real. They just cannot believe she's a real kid. And she's just like them, you know, she shares frustrations and fears just like they do, and the character keeps a pencil in her ponytail, and I meet kids all over the, the United States who read Channing or Banning, and they keep a pencil in their ponytail. Aww. It's so cute.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> so, so tell us about so Channing. She's here to teach other art kids that it's okay to be artistic?
3: Absolutely. Well, it's, it's more than, than that, even. It's to teach kids when you are frustrated, when you're scared, when you are embarrassed. Uh, you need an outlet and you know we know the arts is a very important outlet for kids to have unfortunately they're taking it out of the schools mm-hmm. to uh, much parents frustration and kids and and teachers and so when I was a teacher for 15 years and I thought you know there needs to be books for kids to see that it's okay to be artistic and you can learn through art art is just not coloring in the lines it's making your own lines and it's realizing that art is in science and it's in history and it's in math and so in each Channing O'Banning book they learn about art in so many different ways through her travels around the world. One book, she's in the rainforest. One book, she's in New Mexico on the turquoise trail, digging for dinosaurs and turquoise. But they learn a lot as they're reading. And, and I think you can do both, and I think it's important.
1: What grades should be reading Channing or Banning?
3: First grade um, through fourth grade. Is a very common age I have You know Depending on the reading level I have some kindergarten kids That read it Or maybe their parents Read the Channing O'Banning books To them um, I also have a tween series out Called The Desperate Diva Diaries And it's for tweens And it's actually about Even though the name She's called a diva She's really an art girl who's Who thinks fashion And being popular Is the most cool thing And then she finds out In the end that's not what life's all about.
1: Yeah, we and, all find uh, that
3: out <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Some later than others. Yeah, and um, so I, and I, you know, so I get involved in, I guess, what I see my daughters have been through, and I know other girls can relate to to what they're going through as well.
1: So the Desperate Diva Diaries and the Channing O'Banning series, and wonderful that you're empowering kids to pick up a pencil and be creative and unplug from their screen and uh, use their brains. That's absolutely fabulous. And please thank your husband, Steve, for getting you off the couch. (laughs) I
3: will do it. He's a great guy. I'm very blessed. And where can we go to find out more about you? Well, they can go to ChanningObanning.com. Very easy. Um, They could go to DesperateDivaDiaries.com. Um, and, th- of course, they can go to Amazon. All the books are on Amazon. I'm all over the place. It's easy to find me. And I also visit schools across the country. So if teachers or parents, a lot of PTOs um, book me to visit schools, and we talk about the things just like I talked about with you today.
1: Channing O. Banning. I have three sets of two-chapter books. If you have young readers, let me know. CaseyRadio at gmail.com or through the Say Hello page at CaseyRadio.com. You know, Mercury is in retrograde right now, so if you have a box of dreams up in the attic or down in the basement, this is the perfect time to go back and take a look at that project. Let me know how it goes. And I will see you soon on the radio.
0: You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of The Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.